controlling your growth and don't grow faster than what's possible. Cause I think that's what breaks a lot of people. So just controlling your growth and making sure that you're growing at a steady rate. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with $1 million to $100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about their pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E, you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template Should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal? So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, best ever listeners, and welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today we'll be speaking with Antoine Martel. Antoine, how are you doing today? Very well. How are you? I'm doing great. And thanks for joining us again. So Antoine is a repeat guest. He's on here about a year and a half ago. So as a reminder, he's 25 years old now, real estate investor, and he does 120 flips per year. And he also owns 100 multifamily units. This is up from 20 units last time we spoke. So he's gotten 80 more units since then. He's based in Los Angeles and his website is martelturnkey.com. So Martel, do you mind telling us a little bit more about your background and then what you've been up to over the past year and a half? Yeah, sure. So thanks again for having me on the show again. It's great to be back and a lot has changed a year and a half later and we're doing around the same amount of flips per year or turnkey rentals per year. 
through Martel Turnkey, but especially last year, I was focusing a lot on the multifamily acquisitions. As you can tell, to buy 80 units in one year was a lot for us because it was multiple different properties. So I think when I first came on the show, I actually bought my first apartment building and that was a 20 unit building. And I think I was talking to Joe about how it took me nine months of reaching out to agents nonstop for nine months, every other week, contacting these agents to find that first building. And then after the first building, it was like the deals were coming to me left and right. My email was blown up with deals next door to the building I had just bought. It was like, The word had got out that some rich guy in California was buying stuff in Memphis and all these brokers started reaching out to me and I'm by no means rich. It was just, they saw that all the renovations being done on the property and they thought, oh wow, maybe that guy can pay top dollar for my property. And little did they know that they were selling it way under market value. And that's how we were able to buy so many so quickly. So that's how we were able to buy 80 units last year. And so that's kind of what I've been focusing on in 2019. And then 2020, we've kind of slowed down the apartment building side. And I've been, again, focusing back on the turnkey side. So trying to get us from 10 houses a month to where we are right now to 20 houses a month by opening up a new market. Wow. So you bought the 20 property and then all the 80 units came from Brokers just reaching out to you? Yep. I didn't have to go look for one deal after that. It was crazy. They say the first deal is the hardest. And that was very true in this case. I looked super hard for that 20 unit. As soon as people saw that I performed and the kind of renovations I was doing, the deals were coming to me. And it also, I had rapport with brokers now where before I was cold calling these brokers. Hey, my name's Antoine. I'm a real estate investor in California. They get that phone call all day, but now I can say, Hey, I own 123 Monroe Street in Memphis. It's a 20-unit building. Do you know it? Oh, that's you, huh? Yeah, I saw. I drove by because it's a small part of town. So there's very few brokers, but you have to get in with something. And that was my foot in the door then with all these other brokers because I saw that I was legit. I had bought something and they saw the renovations that were happening. So they were kind of excited to send me other deals because there's a lot of dilapidated stuff that just hasn't been touched since 1960. And I was coming in and giving it a 2020 refreshed look and the brokers were excited to be a part of that. So these brokers that were reaching out, had you talked to them previously and said, Hey, you know, I'm Antoine, I'm looking to buy deals. And they're like, Oh, you know, maybe, I don't know. But then were these brand new brokers that essentially were cold calling you now, or, or had you already talked to them before? Both. So a lot of the brokers I'd spoken to in the past, just because I was literally cold calling everybody for those nine months when I was looking for that first building. I mean, I was on LoopNet. Anybody who had a LoopNet account in Memphis, I was calling them. So most of them I had spoken to in the past or sent an email, but most of them didn't pick up the phone or didn't reply to the email. Now, as soon as they bought that property, they saw it closed in the MLS and it was made public that that building had sold and they saw the renovations happening. Then people started doing their digging and started replying and calling me like, Hey, I saw you bought this. I have this off market opportunity, et cetera. So it was a little bit of both. Many of them had spoken to me in the past. Then the conversation had kind of changed a little bit because they were like, yeah, okay. Now that I know you're legit, I'm going to go start talking to some sellers that I know because I think you're going to close and you're going to do what you said you're going to do. And then in this part of town, you said there's a lot of dilapidated 1960s houses. Was this house that you bought this 20, one of the first homes in that area to be rehabbed or had there already been rehabs occurring in that area? This is Midtown Memphis. So a lot of the single family homes have been renovated and updated and they're selling for two to $300,000, which is pretty high end for Memphis, Tennessee. So that's the single family inventory. The multifamily inventory, on the other hand, 
there was a bunch of new developments like new construction projects, old parking lots just being leveled and being turned into dirt and then an apartment building going up. So that's kind of what was happening, but nobody was going to these old 1960s, 1970s apartment buildings by a mom and pop landlord and renovating those and making those look nice with tile flooring and stainless steel appliances and granite countertop, right? So that's kind of what my niche was because nobody was really touching that. Somebody was either flipping the homes and selling them for two or 300 grand. I wasn't really interested in that. And then somebody was doing new developments. I didn't have the cash or the people to be able to do that. So I was kind of right in the middle, which was doing the value add small apartment buildings. And then these more recent deals that you're doing, are you just doing the exact same business plan, doing the same renovations to them, have the same market rents, same level renovations, things like that? 100%, exactly the same. We've bought five buildings so far and all five of them have been exactly the same game plan. Normally we buy them, the rents are 400 to 500 bucks a month, a one bedroom apartment. We'll go buy those properties. Tenants most of the time just leave on their own accord after we start doing some exterior renovations. Then with the vacant units, we start renovating those, spend 10 to 20,000 bucks a unit, and then relist them for rent for eight to $900 a month. So pretty much doubling the rents. And there's a clientele out there that's willing to pay for that whether it's college kids at the University of Memphis or young working professionals that work downtown or in the medical district. That's something else interesting that you said there. So you're not having to forcefully remove people. You're not having to wait until leases expires. They're just leaving on their own accord. Yeah, because most of these mom and pop landlords just have, it's crazy. 70% of the leases are just month to month anyways. And many of these people, once they start seeing the renovations on the exterior, like paint the property, we'll repave the parking lot, we'll build a fence around the property. They're like, "Uh Oh, my time is ticking. There's no way that I'm going to be able to keep this rent up. I'm just going to start looking for a place to move. And so they'll kind of do it on their own. I've never had to go and forcefully evict a bunch of people in an apartment building. I don't like the clear house, especially if it's a 20 unit building and I have three or four units vacant. Okay. I'll work on those units for a month because the renovations for these units take a couple of weeks. It's not some quick paint job. It it takes a couple of weeks because new flooring, new kitchen, new bathroom, everything's been touched in the apartment. So it takes some time to get it done. I don't want to have an empty apartment building. I'd rather be making 400 bucks from somebody than just having a unit sit vacant. And then do you know going into a property that the leases are month to month and that one of the things that you are actually looking for in a property or or does that not matter as much? It doesn't matter all that much. We just, I guess, just been kind of lucky with all the deals we've bought that the majority of them are month to month tenants. If a property that I was buying and the numbers still work, but they were on leases, I think I could still make the deal work. It wasn't really a big factor for me. It was just something about this mom and pop landlords that own these properties. They just didn't really care about leases and didn't renew them. And many of these people were month to month and lived there for many, many years. So I don't think it would be a deal breaker for me if they were on leases, unless they were on something crazy, like everybody was on a two-year lease and I couldn't do anything for two years, then okay, that might be an issue. Because most of my projects for the multifamily, my goal is to make them just two years long, where... We buy them, renovate them the first year, increase the rent, and then year two, stabilize it and do a cash out refinance. That's kind of what the goal is. So it hasn't been an issue thus far. And I don't think it would be an issue again, unless there's some crazy lease in place. So you're doing the cash out refi to get your own money back or do you have investors investing in these deals? Good question. So the first two deals we bought were our own capital. No investors. I wanted to test it out. wanted to make sure I knew what the hell I was doing before I started raising money from other people. 
Then the three deals after that, they came to me and I didn't really have enough capital to take them down myself. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll start bringing in some people into these deals and not do a syndication, but more do joint ventures with people because I've been investing in real estate for five years now. So people along the way have been reaching out to me to invest and they have large sums of money. And I'm like, okay, you can buy turnkey rental. No, I want to do something bigger. So those people I reached out to and Hey, I have this apartment building. Do you want to partner up with it on me? And that's how I was able to buy the last three buildings. So that's what I've been doing with the last three buildings is raising money, joint venture, just with people I've met and networked with along the way. And then what does that JV look like? What's the breakdown of the compensation? So most of them, of course, it's different for every deal, but let's say for a building, the cash required is half a million dollars. So most of the time we'll come up with 50% of the funds the investor will come up with 50% of the funds and then we'll sign on the loan. They don't need to sign on the loan and we'll get 60% ownership and they'll get 40% ownership. So that 10% additional fee for us or kickback to us or equity for us is just for finding the deal, managing the deal and signing on the loan. So that's kind of how we've been doing it. Some variation of that. Of course, every deal is a little bit different, but that's kind of how we've been doing and working out these deals. Perfect. And then when you say you're managing it, so do you have your own management company or do you have a third party? I just meant managing the construction process, using our contractors, et cetera, et cetera. Property management companies, all third party. We've been using third party property management for the last five years and it's amazing. I don't really want to handle the property management side. So we just have these companies we've been working with for a while that managed our single family homes. They manage our turnkey rental property clients and they also manage the apartment buildings as well for us. And then for the JV, these investors, are they just bringing the money or do they have other roles in the deal as well? It depends how active or passive they want to be because we have a system and process in place already. Many of them are going to be passive and still be in the decision-making process and about like, hey, should we go high-end? Again, most of our units, we do them exactly the same and same renovation. So they're part of the decision-making process and they're involved in the process, but many of them are kind of just let us take the reins and they're kind of just standing beside us along the ride. Perfect. So since this is your second episode, you gave us your best ever advice last time. So let's do it a little bit differently this time. And we'll say, what is your best ever advice or the best thing that you've learned or the piece of advice that helped you scale from 20 units to 100 units since we yeah. last spoke? Great question. And I would say controlling your growth. I'm a young guy too. And right out of college, I've bought my first house my last semester at university. And now I'm doing 120 homes a year, 10 houses a month, just a couple of years later. And a lot of people would say that's super fast. But to me, when you're in the weeds every single day, it doesn't seem all that fast because every day you're pushing to the next level and doing stuff to get to the next level to do another house, another house, another house. And I would say that you can move very quickly and you can blow up your business and buy a ton of apartment buildings, but sometimes you need to take your foot off the gas pedal. And you need to kind of slow down a little bit, see how things fall through or see how things go. And I think that with the whole COVID coronavirus thing as well, it's had a lot of people take their foot off of the gas a tiny bit just to see how things shake out. Because with the turnkey rentals too, and we were nervous about people backing out of deals. We were nervous about our contractors not being allowed to go to the job site. Even with the apartment buildings, our contractors going to be able to go to the job site. So controlling your growth and don't grow faster than what's possible, because I think that's what breaks a lot of people. So just controlling your growth and making sure that you're growing at a steady rate. Perfect. Okay, Antoine, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yep. 
Okay, first a quick word from our sponsor. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Are you serious about taking the first step in the gateway to financial freedom? Then join Jake and Gino on a four-week course that will teach you how to become a multifamily real estate investor. Go to jakeandgino.com. That's J-A-K-E-A-N-D-G-I-N-O.com. What is the best ever book you've recently read? Best ever book, Sell It Like Sirhant by Ryan Sirhant. If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? (laughs) Man, I'd probably do it all over again let's say I had zero dollars, I would probably use the people that I know with the money that they have. And I would probably go and do some burr projects with residential one to four units, buy them with their money, renovate them, refinance them, pay those people out, and then just keep doing that until I had enough money coming in. What are the four deals you've done since we last spoke, which has been the best deal? There was an apartment building in Midtown Memphis right next to Cooper Young, literally a football field away. You can see Overton Square and you can literally see the square from the apartment building. That's the best deal I've ever done. That's a lifetime legacy asset. It's, in my opinion, the best location in Memphis, Tennessee ever. So that's pretty exciting. And we paid a pretty penny for it, but I think it'll be worth a lot in terms of appreciation, which is hard to get in a place like Memphis. What is the best ever way you'd like to give back? Giving back, I was on a mentorship call for somebody's mentorship program last night. And I think that that's a way that I like giving back. And I wrote a book and I give it away for free. I go and try to educate and help people get started as much as I possibly can. I go on live streams on my Instagram all the time and post content every single day. So that's how I'd like to give back and just help, you know, help somebody who was like me sitting in a college dorm room trying to invest in real estate and trying to change their life and their family's path and trajectory and So helping people get started. And then lastly, what's the best ever place to reach you? Best ever place to reach me would be my Instagram. You can go shoot me a DM, follow me. All my contact information is there. My handle is Martel Antoine. Awesome, Antoine. Well, thanks again for joining us and catching us up on what you've been up to over the past year and a half. So again, you've gone from that 20 units, done four more deals, and now at our 100 units. And you mentioned that all of your deals have essentially come from these brokers that you had either spoken with to in the past or had reached out to and been ignored. But once you had done your deal, you now had that rapport as opposed to calling brokers, talking to brokers and saying, hey, I want to do a deal. Now you say, hey, I'm Antoine. I just bought that 20 unit building down the street or at this address. Yeah. And because you had reached out to them in the past, you cold called <laughs> every single person you possibly could or emailed them, you were able to get all your deals from these broker relationships. Yep. Um, so I think that's something that would be very helpful for listeners to know that you, know, you spent all this time getting that one deal. So you could say, well, he spent nine months doing that one deal, but in reality, he spent that nine months getting yep. all these deals. 100%. Um, because if, if he hadn't put that work in, he wouldn't have gotten the four deals, which seems that they came pretty easy, but they actually did <laughs> take a lot of yep. upfront work to do. And then you mentioned that you do have your cookie cutter system where you buy the property you start rehabbing the exteriors. Residents get the clue that things are changing and they start looking elsewhere. So you don't even have to worry about evicting people or having those difficult conversations. You work on the vacant units first. You spend about 10 to 20 grand per unit and then you will get everything renovated. Year one, stabilized by year two and then do that cash out refi. I mentioned your first two deals. 
use your own money to prove the business plan. And then after that, you expanded to using other people's money through JVs and you just reached out to people that you had met before who had reached out about doing deals and you didn't really have something that met their criteria. Now you did. You gave an example, said that you'll put up half the money, they'll put up half the money, you'll sign the loan, and then it's like a 60-40 split. And then your best ever advice was to control your growth, not necessarily go at a slow pace, but go at a steady, manageable, sustainable pace and, and don't feel like you have to go psycho and buy all the properties year one. So Antoine, it was great catching up. Best of listeners, as always, thank you for listening. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you tomorrow.